that jarring hodgepodge of music tells you that you're listening to the Power of Three podcast, a very special edition to commemorate the life of Turnstix, whose sad death was announced earlier on today. With me uh, are two other lifelong Doctor Who fans. I'll introduce them to you shortly. And we'll be discussing, enthusing, and generally appreciating Terence's work. Can I just ask the pair of you, did you ever meet uh, Terence Dix? I'm Kenny Smith. I did indeed meet Terence on a couple of occasions. No, um, David here, hello. Um, no, I sadly never did, and I'm gutted by that now. <laughs> Well, I'm more interested in listening to when Kenny met him than I am yeah, listening to you and having met him. <laughs> well, the yeah. first time I met Terence was in 1993 when a Doctor Who fan of my acquaintance, Raymond Twat, organised an exhibition in Uddingston Library and he got Terence to come along and open it. Um, he covered, uh, Raymond covered Terence coming up to Glasgow from London and somebody was needed to pick Terence up from the station and to take him for lunch. So I readily volunteered myself and my dad's car and my friend Alistair McGowan came along as well. So we met Terence and we took him to the Redstones in Uddingston and it was fantastic having a, basically it was a one-to-one lunch with somebody who's a bit of a Doctor Who legend as we all know regaling us with stories from working on the show, um, entertaining anecdotes. I mean, a fantastic raconteur saying that he, he thought he was of Scots descent with uh, the surname Dick, but somehow he'd, been, he'd become a plural. Um, and the thing that both myself and Alistair automatically associate with Terence for some reason is Bellhaven Lager, as he took a real shine to it. So every time I see Bellhaven, I automatically think of Terence Dick's Uh, Because he'd been such great company, and by the time we returned him home, we'd uh, nipped into an off-licence, I think it was a Victoria wine, for those who remember that, and we sent him back home with a six-pack of Belhaven on the train. You were clearly uh, spoiling him by taking him to Uddingston. I'm sure that was an experience he didn't forget in a hurry. Yes, it was. It was fantastic. It really was. I mean, Redstones is, for anybody who's ever been there, it's a really good place to eat. I think he had the fish and chips. We had about two hours in his company. And it's, you know, That's great. People pay a lot of money at Doctor Who conventions yeah. to have these brilliant. extra special experiences. Yeah, and we just had we just had Terence for two hours to ourselves before we took him along. And he did a talk and uh, did some signings. And then we took him back to the train and he was back down to London the same day. I thought it would be appropriate at this stage just to uh, read out the first couple of paragraphs from Turnstick's Wikipedia entry, uh, just to you know put this in context. Turnstick's 14th of April 1935 to the 29th of August 2019 was an English author and television screenwriter, script editor and producer. In television, Dix had a long association with, with the BBC science fiction series Doctor Who, working as a writer and also serving as the programme's script editor from 1968 to 1974. The Doctor Who news page described him as arguably the most prolific contributor to Doctor Who. He later became a script editor and producer of classic serials for the BBC. Dix wrote many children's books during the 1970s and 1980s, He also maintained his association with Doctor Who by adapting televised stories into novelisations for Target books. 
that's a fairly fair summary there. I think yep. it is. I mean, he is the godfather of Doctor Who, really. Now, Kenny, you earlier on today did an actual calculation with the number of Target books he'd actually produced. Yeah, I think it's 64 um, from having had a quick look at the bookshelf. I may have miscounted by one or two, but I'm sure it's 64, which is a hell of a lot of work. It's a remarkable library of work, isn't it? I mean, and, and so many Doctor Who fans are, are, are grateful to him because, I mean, like, you know, it's a very common experience, isn't it? And, he, and I know that he was told this by so many fans at conventions, etc. Uh, people coming up to him and saying, you're the reason that I started reading books. I mean, that was his some um, fantastic contribution, wasn't it? I was going to say that I noticed that Jenny Colgan tweeted earlier that he's the reason why so many boys in particular started to read. And yeah. I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I think I learned, obviously in my day job, I'm, I'm writing and Tom having previously done that. And I think so much of you know the spellings, the correct spellings, punctuation, grammar, even sentence structure, basic things that we learn from reading Terence Dick's books. Terence was, you know, someone else said on Twitter this evening, he was always the first part of the alphabet you you ran to in the in the, the library. You know, I mean, he was. Yes. I was when I started reading Doctor Who books. I w- I'd already been reading for a while. I was already reading the Blight, Enid Blyton and stuff like the Five, you know, Famous Five and Secret Seven. But I was also reading. The Narnia books, reading Bobby Brewster, stuff like that. So you know, it wasn't for me. It wasn't quite a formative sort of thing um, in my reading, but um, a big part of it. And like, I think we all, as fans, go through that phase when, especially those of us of a certain age, you know, when you're absolutely devouring as many of the books as you possibly can, you know, just to get, you know, in the days obviously before we could we watch old stories, it was it was the only way you could do that. And he was, and and we all know how prolific he was, and um. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's you know, is is it's it's impossible to really to sum up just how important he actually was for the program in, in so many ways. Well, this is the Power of Three podcast, so just for the next few minutes, let's choose three things from the from the masses of work that Terns accomplished. Choose three things that you want to talk about in the next few minutes. Kenny, you go first. Okay, I'd like to talk about The Five Doctors. It's a hugely important story to me in lots and lots of ways. My first video recorder was uh, for our family was a V2000, the Philips tapes that you could actually use both sides of. You could flip them over and uh, record them. It was them a fine system, yes. It was a great system, but unfortunately it just was launched too late and it was beaten by the others. Anyway, we got a V2000 and the first Doctor Who story I had recorded in that was The Five Doctors. I was at Cubs that night and my so you didn't, dad... You didn't see The Five Doctors when it went out? Well, I was at Cubs. I came back and saw it's it in terrible. video. The Cubs has got a lot to answer for in your yeah, chat. Yeah, it's really... They, they really seem to be sabot- try, deliberately trying to sabotage you. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> I managed to overcome it, though. Um, so, yes, we had uh, Five Doctors recorded. My dad picked me up from Cubs. I'm saying, oh, what's Five Doctors? What's Five Doctors? And he said, oh. And he pretty much gave me the plot of Dimensions in Time 10 years early. The Doctor's <laughs> running about and he changes into another Doctor and his companions are there. So... Funny that. Um, well done, Dad. Um, but yes, I um, absolutely love watching it. But unfortunately, the tape ran out about three minutes from the end. So whenever the TARDIS is dematerialised in the Tomb of Rassilon, that's where my VHS, or my, sorry, my V2000 copy ended. It's, but, um, no, it's no wonder you ended up the way you are, Kenny. <laughs> yes, Dave, life has no end, Tom. Dave, you tell me so tell me one of your favourite Terms Dicks uh, um, productions. My fa- I, well, I was I was quite keen that we, we talked a little bit about the ultimate adventure 
um, because you know it's for for me it was the first time I saw anyone from the show in real life. Um, we went. I actually ended up seeing it twice when it was on the week it was on at the King's Theatre in Glasgow in, in May, nineteen eighty nine. Um, I went one night with my mom and dad and my sister, and then I went the next night. It was supposed to be with my pal Kenny from school and not our Kenny, Kenny Thompson and his big brother David. But if memory serves, David had chicken pox, so Kenny's dad took us instead. Um, and you know, at the time, at the time, <laughs> I cringed an awful lot and was a little bit embarrassed that it was you know as much a, a pantomime as it was. But looking back on it now, I, I love it unconditionally. Um, <laughs> I was so so pleased when Big Finish did a version of it, and the thing that surprised me was when um, you know I listened to the Big Finish version was just how how well I remembered the songs, remember actual lines. But um, yeah, it, it you always meme to please. Um, yeah, business is business, sky high, etc. It's quite cheap from Big Finish, so you should check it out if you feel like it. The um, but the the really good thing about it was it was a cracking story. It moved along, and Terence just knows you, just you know, Doctor Inside Out. So it was, it was a perfect little capture, little story. Well, let's wrap up with one particular book, but intended to represent the whole of his target books output um and you, you feel free to talk about any of the books you want but my own particular favorite was the very first turnsticks novelization that i ever bought and it was the autumn invasion which was the novelization of spearhead from space and i chose it back in 1976 from the bookshelf because i had a particularly um stark memory of spear from space when it was first uh, broadcast and it had always been my favourite story and of course it was very frustrating the BBC had never repeated it but the the memory of the autumn cutting the tent and stepping inside the unit tent stayed with me you know ever ever since 1970 it has stayed with me and I was desperate to read the novelization it was the next best thing to actually seeing it on television and that book just took me right back and I reread it, it must have been a dozen times over the next few years it's got that little prologue at the start, hasn't it, of, of Pan on yes, Trial right. and um, so many other little details all the way through, embellishments. Well, just one other thing about the five doctors. Um, when my mum and dad passed away in 2002 and 2011, obviously it's an experience that you're not prepared for. And something that I wanted, I just wanted some sort of your reassurance. And on both of those nights, I went back and watched the five doctors as they took me back to being that nine-year-old once again. And, you know, I just felt, you know, it gave me some happiness in a, yeah. you know, at a very, very horrible yeah. time. Absolutely. And yeah. it was, it gave me just that, that security blanket feeling. Yeah. And Terence thinks I owe him an awful lot for that as he, yeah. he yeah. It helped just a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd just quickly like to say, so I'm very, very grateful because, you know, obviously after you left Doctor Who, he worked on the, the BBC classic serial for a long time. It led me to what became my my, my favourite book of all time because in the mid eighties, they they dramatised um, Brat Father by Josephine Tay, and loved the production. Take remember recording the last episode, watching it to death. Years, good long time later, I finally actually read the book and went on to read the rest of Josephine's um, work. And she's probably my favourite author of all time, I would say now. Um, and I think if Terence hadn't picked you know, Brat Farrow off the shelf, and they also did the franchise affair as well. You know, I wouldn't have found it. So, you know, as well as everything they did for Doctor Who, um, I'm, I'm grateful to them for that as well. 
That's yeah. great. I'm glad to be able to pay tribute to his non-doctoral work as well, which which was also substantial. Gentlemen, I'm thank you. Just, I'm, I'm okay. holding in my hand here, I'm holding just a wee glass of Bailey's Irish Cream. You can hear, maybe hear it chink there, I've got some glass, that's some ice in it. And I'm just raising that to Terence Dix uh, for all that he did for Doctor Who and for me personally. Thank you very much for your memories, gentlemen. Pleasure. Thank you, Tom. You can follow the Power of Three podcast by logging on to Twitter at Power of Three Pod. That's three, the number three, Power of Three Pod. And liking us on Facebook. Thank you.